0: Hi, before we get started with our next episode, we wanted to give a huge shout out to superfans Rosa and Colby, who sent us a little LGBTQ friendly Mothman plush Mushi, toy. And which honor. we talked about before. But. We did in honor of the fresno nightcrawler episode so it's not just a nightcrawler has become a fan favorite on etsy but mothman as well i guess quite a few others too
1: but they're so cute because they sent it anonymously so when we talked about last time we weren't 100 percent sure
0: yes and then i found out they did I i thought that was you (laughs) so here's our official thank you for that
1: so thanks we're working on some weird world merch and (laughs) you guys might be the first recipient Hey everyone, welcome to the Weird World Podcast. I'm Carrie. I'm Dean. And it's just Carrie and Dean again. I know. Sorry. Probably going to be this way for... Ever. Quite a long while. A- Emma may appear every now and then. Mm. So wait, you got me for me, Dean.
0: <laughs> I have a mystery, a more traditional mystery. A strange case of death and destruction on a mountainside.
1: Oh, without nice.
0: an explanation of exactly what happened. So it seems like Russia and the former USSR are kind of dangerous places to go hiking. Really? For sure, mountain climbing. Well, you know, there have been, I mean, obviously mountain climbing has had tons of deaths and things like that, right? And the wilderness is a very unforgiving mm-hmm. place, so nothing strange there. But Russia seems to be the place where seemingly kind of more safe wilderness hikes and adventures and in tragedy, not just any kind of tragedy, but something that's strange and mysterious.
1: Hmm. Of
0: course, the most famous case is the Diallo Pass yes. incident of 1959. See episode three, if you want to learn wow. more. I know. <laughs> if you can find it. One of our first ones on uh, a very, very long time ago. But there, I'll, I'll quick rundown. This is a, uh, an incident, again, in 1959. There were nine hikers trekking through the the northern Ural mountains and i guess that'd be the far far east of, of european russia and they never returned a uh, while later i can't remember exactly how long since search parties went and they found them and they found their bodies all nine were dead some of them had violent really destructive major injuries Others were like partially dressed or mostly undressed, or even dressed in mismatched clothes as if they'd taken their clothes off and put some uh, clothes back on. None of them were over by the tent where they presumably should have been. And it's, it's cold. And they, um, it's February, by the way, 1959. So it's cold up there. It was snowy. It was snow on the ground. And the tent had been ripped open from the inside as mm-hmm. if they had escaped frantically from inside their tent. There's tons of theories about what happened, including things like they you know, chemical testing got to them, or there was some kind of a Russian military secret or facility they stumbled onto, so they were killed. Of course it could have been set upon by a radioactive Yeti, which is Aaron's favorite theory. Six of the nine, though, died of hypothermia officially. And well, wait, I
1: was going to say the radioactive part because wasn't there, there radiation? Yes.
0: So, yeah, there yeah. were some some low levels of radiation found. So some people yeah. think, well, did that have something to do with it? Mm-hmm. Officially, the autopsy said hypothermia. They froze to death, in other words. Three of the ones with the worst injuries, though, apparently died from those injuries. Another theory, by the way, is infrasound, which I think we talked about in yep. the episode, which is one of my faves. Me too. The latest theory, actually, this has actually been in the news not that long ago at all. Right. Some researchers have posited the idea that they died from like an ice slip, like an ice sheet slip. And that's considered, that was always considered way. It doesn't make any sense. This was an avalanche country. They had set up camp on a very gentle slope, but he had some way we can show that there was like some, if a sheet of ice was undermined, it could have slipped down and just crushed them. And that explains the injuries. The others were had to escape the tent because they're covered by ice and snow. And of course, the the reason they're partly dressed is that there is a very well-known thing yeah. called paradoxical undressing, where you feel like you're actually overheating when you're about to freeze, freeze. to death. And so you take your clothes off frantically.
1: Uh wouldn't When they were found, there have been signs of an avalanche sort of event?
0: There were. They weren't actually. I don't think they got to the bodies for quite some time later. And then even like the last of them weren't found for even more, several more weeks after the first group was found. Uh It was weird. It was very strange.
1: Um,
0: But they think the idea is that they were, most of them were able to escape out of the tent. And then there, it was like no visibility, it's snowing possibly, so they just started wandering around. No, I
1: understand why that would kill them, yeah. why they would die. I don't understand how it wouldn't have been known at the time that that's what happened.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's not, it's, this is not like everybody says, oh, okay, that's right. it. Now a lot of people think, no, yeah. that's not what happened. That doesn't make sense. Uh, so whatever happened at Datloff Pass will likely always remain a mystery, yeah. but it's a really strange case.
1: Because at the time, that would be the most logical, easiest you would think. Oh, it's it's over. It's solved. Well, but a
0: lot again, a lot of people said, no, this is not avalanche country. That's, right. That didn't happen. Yeah. So the, I think that's why it was sort of disregarded. And this is the sort of news science that says, oh, no, you have these sort of ice sheet slips in a way that wasn't understood back in 1959 or 60. Sure. Alleged. That's, that's the idea anyway. Okay. About 25 years later, in 1974, an all-female climbing group sought to be the first all-women group to conquer a 7,000er. That's a peak of at least seven thousand meters, which is oh gosh, I should have. It's like twenty four. I think it's twenty three thousand, something like twenty three thousand feet. Okay. So this is I'm kind of cheating here because is, I said hikers, and this is actually true mountain climbing, and this is this is dangerous thing to do. But the group is led by a woman named Elvira Shatayeva, and they're climbing a seven thousand one hundred thirty four meter peak. It's about twenty three thousand four hundred five feet in the Pamir area along the Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan border in, it's kind of South of Russia in the mountains and Shadieva herself, she was a world renowned climber. She was pretty famous and she was heading up this group. It was in August. There was good weather. Everything looked great. They're climbing up the mountain. Suddenly the wind picks up and one of the team members gets ill and starts throwing up. Uh oh. So they turn back, and soon the winds picked up even more, and it turns into to a snowy blizzard. It destroys their supplies, it rips away their tents. Two of the members are killed during this blizzard. Apparently, though, from illness. I'm not, it wasn't clear from what I read what from, but they sort of become trapped in the snow, and the remainder of the group hunkers down, puts up their tents, radios for help, telling people what's happening to them. But there's no one can get to them. There are other hiking groups in the area, but they're just they can't get through the blizzard to get to them. So finally, Sharieva radioed, "Quote: There are two of us left. We are all out of strength. In 15 to 20 minutes, we will be no more."
1: Oh wow! Yeah,
0: and she was right. When the storm lifted and the would-be rescuers got to their site, everybody was dead. And it was the the mystery here is because it seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? What I mean, they died, they had hyperthermia, and they died in a terrible, terrible blizzard that was unexpected on the side of a very dangerous mountain, right? right? But there are some anomalies found by the people who got to that last campsite, and that's why we have this supposed mystery. So they took a picture, and they took a bunch of pictures of the rescues at the campsite, right? In one of the pictures, you see a tea kettle on like a little, like a rock ledge, maybe three or four feet high, like, you know. Somebody looked at, some investigators, researchers looked at that picture and said, wait, that's impossible. There are these gale force winds. That teakettle would have been blown onto the ground. Right. Blown far, far away. And others said, you know, and there there are other hiking groups in the area. The winds were bad, but they weren't bad enough to rip a a tent that's secured appropriately because you know you have to know what you're doing like that right Right. the winds weren't enough they didn't rip away anybody else's tent they certainly didn't rip holes in anybody else's tent so that didn't make sense what's going on here so some people thought like oh maybe the rips in the tents weren't by the wind but kind of the like they were ripped from inside from people trying to get out desperately and then lastly, this a journalist, he was also a mountain climber, but a journalist also, he investigated this case and he was there at the time or just after this event happened. And he claims that one, a person in one of the other mountain climbing parties in the area said to him, quote, that wasn't how it happened, unquote. And so mm-hmm. from this, you have a mystery because that's. About it, right? That's all there is to it. So you know that that's what makes this Shatayeva episode considered strange by a lot of people. But I mean, let's just think about it for a second. Couldn't have somebody have picked up a tea kettle and yes. put it on the rock before that picture was taken,
1: right? Wait, is it just people looking at the pictures yes. after the fact? Who, yes. Well, that's okay. my understanding.
0: Anyway, that's how I read it. Yeah. That's so, that's nuts. Yeah. Even if there was a tea kettle on there, maybe it got blown to this to that side of the rock. Like, there's a little ledge on the side of a higher rock. But face.
1: But you said there were other climbing yeah exactly maybe there. the first so, person that got there picked yeah. up this
0: kettle that had been blown away right. and popped it on that rock ledge that's almost certainly what happened and in terms of the wind not being able to do that well how do you know maybe that that little pet wherever they, they were got the worst of it yeah maybe they when they finally set up their tents they, some people already died, they were struggling, they were desperate, they didn't secure them properly. So yeah, yeah they yeah. got blown away, even though your tent didn't. Yeah, dude. And um that last cryptic statement, who knows what he meant? Who knows if he even said it? Let's be honest. The person who wrote that was a journalist who tried to make this into a mystery. So who knows? Yeah. It could have he could have meant like, no, that's not how it happened. You have some factual quibble. Like, no, 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 I believe, you know, who yeah. knows? Yeah. So that's it. To me, this seems like a Classic case of kind of fake mystery making. Yeah. I don't think this is anything strange about this.
1: I mean, honestly, mountain climbers die on I snowy, know. cold, windy mountains all the time. But, right?
0: Well, carry the tea kettle. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it really does almost center on this tea kettle on the rock. Yeah. Without that, this, we've never heard of it. There is, though, a third strange Russian outdoor incident that occurred almost another 20 years after the Chekhoeva episode. And that one, is a, in my mind a very true mystery and a really amazing mystery and it's going to be the subject of today's episode. Okay. This is w- something that has come to be called the Corvina incident. It happened in 1993. In some ways, I think of this Corvina incident as more mysterious than the Atla Pass because you have these unexplained weird deaths with the Corvina episode. But In Dyatlov, there were no survivors. Everybody died. So it's just up to us to figure out what happened. Yeah. In the Coravina episode, a 17-year-old hiker on that trip was an eyewitness to everything that happened, the weird deaths, and she lived to Mm. tell her tale. And we still, despite that, we have no idea what killed them and how they were killed. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, let's hear it. Okay. (laughs)
0: Well, that's a good thing you want to hear, because I'm going to tell you anyway. (laughs) So- There's a place called. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Yes, I know. There's a thing called Google (laughs) pronunciation, but as Buryatia, B-U-R-A. I'm sorry, B-U-R-Y-A-T-I-A. Let me do it real quick. Our story takes place in a place called Buryatia. (laughs) Literally, just listened to it pronounced, and I'm still struggling. So, Buryatia is a Russian republic in the. Siberia, kind of southern Siberia, it's just not too far north of Mongolia. The Buryat people are one of the many people that make up the population, the main population of Siberia, the whole historical population of Siberia. They're not Russian; they're very close related to actually to Mongolians. And within Buryatia is the Common Dobbin Mountain Range.
1: <laughs> Kamen Daban.
0: K-H-A-M-A-N dash think I huh. have I'm not going to do a Russian accent. The common, the mountain range is just south of Lake Baikal, which I was meant to look this up, but I think that's the deepest lake in the world.
1: Really? Yeah. It's okay. a very,
0: very deep lake.
1: Deeper than Lake Tahoe? That's uh, a yeah. pretty deep lake.
0: Wow. Lake Tahoe's not that crazy, dude. Oh, I, I mean, it's it deep. Was. Don't get me wrong, sister. So within the, this mountain range, the Common mountain range, is Lake Baikal. It's, in fact, the mountains are just south of Lake Baikal. Lake Baikal is the largest freshwater lake in the world. Everybody thinks really? that. Uh, Wouldn't you think is the Great Lakes is actually larger by yeah. volume, by water volume, than all of the Great Lakes combined?
1: Wow. That's crazy.
0: So it's a huge lake.
1: It's a huge lake.
0: And... It is very expansive wilderness. There, it's mountainous peaks. Peaks, some peaks over eight thousand meters. I'm sorry, over eight eight thousand feet high, 20, about twenty four hundred meters. So not like nothing like the the Shatayeva the thing. These are these are you know mountains. It's wilderness. It's, it's rugged country, but it's not the super dangerous. And it's again in southern Siberia. Yeah. It's not as it's wilderness, but don't think of it as as really overly dangerous. Okay? okay. Think think of it like it's you got some some sometimes challenging hikes you can do there, but it's not like you're be, gonna be doing for the most part true mountain climbing. Okay. Okay. In fact most summers there, ton, groups of hikers, from professionals to total amateurs, they flood the area. There's something called the Turiata, which is held in the area, which is an event of kind of mass hiking. Like there's oh. hiking groups up and down the mountains all the time, all for all summer long. Yeah. And the, the hikes are generally considered pretty safe, especially this time of year when this took place, which was early August, so midsummer. I, I presume a pretty short summer in the area, but still, it's nothing feels dangerous about this at right. all. The group that we're going to talk about was led by the 41 year old Ludmila Korovina. She was a very experienced master hiker, very familiar with the area. And considered a really highly regarded survivalist and outdoors person. In fact, the group she led into the mountains, though, was mostly teenagers. That's how I guess, you know, safe it was. So she had a 23-year-old person with her. I think he was, I don't know if he was part of the group of hiking or if he was sort of her helper guide kind of thing or yeah. guide trainee, because he was a 23-year-old guy named Alexander Sasha Kryson, and she had known him since childhood. And he was like a stepson or like a foster son to her of, uh-huh. of a sort. He's very, very close to her. The rest of the group were like her trainees. They had been they'd been learning outdoor skills from her and, and hiking skills. And the party consisted of Tatiana Filipenko, she's 24, Dennis shvachkin He's <laughs> 19. <laughs> That's a good one. Valentina. Volga Yudachenko, she was 17, Victoria Zelasova, she was 16, and Timur Bapanov, he was 15. So this is not, you know, you can see how they're not taking a bunch of 15, 16, 17-year-olds on a super, super dangerous, dangerous site. Right. Yeah. yeah, Again, they were kind of like like her students, and this is considered like they're going to do a, a tough, multi-day, high camping out in the wilderness, et cetera, something that they are really, really excited about. They had been, planning this for months it was they you know like a a, a, a test but it's going to be fun and challenging and a good time had by all yeah the route that they chose was as a designated trail. Although the phrase called it designated trail, so I, I, I guess that means this. I don't know if that means it's marked, and we'll see later why it must not have been perfectly marked. But still, it was an ex, you know uh, a trail that was normally taken by hiking groups, and I guess it mostly would go through forest. But then toward the top of the the peak that they were going to uh, surmount, the landscape it went above the tree line. The landscape was bare, just rocks and dirt and things like that. It was barren. There's no trees toward the top of their trek. Okay. Okay. The group, even, I guess, they they would stop along the way and they would pick wild golden root and dry it out.
1: What's golden root?
0: Yeah. Apparently, I guess, I don't know if they're going to do it to sell or to use themselves, but golden root is something that is popular in kind of folk medicine. Okay. And it's, today it's become very, very popular. Mm. It's considered, you know, but m- experts mostly consider it complete nonsense. Yeah. It's not really, it's it's one of those fraud BS medications from this natural golden root. It'll solve, you know, what a yeah. drop herpes, you know. <laughs> I don't know what, it, I, I looked it up, but I forget. But it's a, it's a it's a fakey, fake, fake kind of a thing. Yeah, Genital warts. So in fact, it is so common now And so in demand by, you know, these fake supplement uh, fraudsters that is becoming endangered in the wild. Oh, wow. Because that's the, I guess it's it's not really mass farmed. So it's sort of mass harvested in the wild by people looking to make money and they have picked it dry almost.
1: That's terrible.
0: LaMilla's daughter, Natalia, was also a wilderness guide. And she, in fact, was on the mountain at the same time leading her own different hiking group. They were going to take a different route, but they planned on meeting up where the two paths crossed along the way. So, hey, at this point, these two paths, they'll cross. Let's yeah. meet there on August 5th.
1: How old was her daughter?
0: I, did, I didn't I say. I imagine she's early 20s. Okay. I'm guessing lin is 41. So she couldn't have been much older oh. than that. But but she's leading, she's a guide leading yeah. her group. So she couldn't have been 15 either. But I also imagine. she's probably been hiking her entire life. Oh, so. uh, for sure. Yeah. No question whatsoever. Natalia did indeed get her group to the area at the prescribed time, and she waited for her mom and her mom's group. Yeah. And she waited. The day grew late, still no sign of her mom or the, oh, her mom's no. hiking party. So Natalia says, I gotta go. She and her group pressed on. They assumed her mom was just delayed. Yeah. There was no sense at all that she suspected any kind of bad thing happened for, for a minute. But yeah, bad things had happened. Oh, no. So the hiking group, this is the Corvina group, arrived in the little mountain town of Marino on August 2nd. This is the beginning of their expedition. They were told they got the weather report for the area and they said, clear skies and sunny. You guys have a great time. We'll see you later. They planned, again, to meet Nat- Natasha's, Natalie's group, I'm sorry, on the 5th. So they're going to be hiking for three days, meet Natalie's group, and I don't know how, Natalia's group, and I don't know how long after that. I don't know, I think maybe a couple more days. There was also one other. There's a third group in the area as well at this time. Again, it's a very popular, sort of a tourist hiking kind of a destination. Mm-hmm. They make great time for the first couple of days they made a really good time and i think they 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 would have been early had they pressed on to that meeting place with natalia so they didn't so they climbed a peak that's called retansliator it almost <laughs> looks like like the russian spelling of retranslator i'm sure it's not but they climbed up retans on august 4th the day before they were supposed to meet natalia's group that was when the rain set in hard and constant downpour. It got colder fast. So much for your weather meteorologist yeah. in the area. they's they, a major fail. Some sources, by the way, said, like, it was raining the whole time. They're getting wet. But I don't think so. I, that that doesn't seem likely to me. They And some of the sources make it sound like they never reached the peak. They didn't go all the way up to the top. I've seen a picture of them at the peak of the mountain. So I know they made it up yeah. there. And, and they were actually, when the... Terrible thing that happened happened. It was on their descent from the peak of that of the Retranslator peak. Again, they climb Retranslator on the fourth, and it, it's it's raining now. It's cold. It's it's even I guess um, snowy eventually really? as the temperatures start to drop. Yeah, mm. yeah, I know. Again, a major major weather fail, and they and of course the the wetness is making it very difficult to start a fire. Yeah. So it's hard for them to get warm or dry at all. Ludmilla Corvinus decides he's going to stop early for the day, and they'll set up their base camp. This is the weird part. They set up their base camp, or the, f- the first of the weirdness, I should say. They set up a base camp on that this very exposed, completely barren part of the mountain. And again, it's raining, it's wet, it's cold. They are about two and a half miles, I'm sorry, yeah, two and a half miles, about four kilometers above the tree line, which is not very much. You know, you're experienced hikers, mm-hmm. even if the raining, and it's just much safer and going to be warmer and, and some protection along the uh, down in the tree line. Right. It's much more sheltered there. So that's weird. That that brings up a mystery. Why are Corvina, a very experienced hiking guy decide to set up camp there where right. it'd be much safer and more comfortable down by the forest. She could have also gone up to relative safety up to the, back to the top of the mountain. I guess there was like a, like a platform there and some kind of semi-shelter and, and there's uh, there was firewood for hiking groups oh, that they could nice. have used. And, they, and, and that was only about a 30-minute trek back up to get to that point. She didn't. She just like, here we go. Let's stop. Let's make camp here. And, and just the most exposed part of the mountain you can imagine. Yeah. It's considered very weird to people that she did it there. I don't think it's right. completely inexplicable. But it still seems very odd where her she chose the campsite. Yeah. So they spend the night, a cold and um, brutal night there. When they wake up, it is kind of snowing a little bit or it has snow during the, uh, the night. They get up. They break camp. They have a little bit of something, something for breakfast. Everybody's wet and tired and weighed down. She says, "You know, that's it. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's go go down and get to the tree line here. And and you know, I think I guess there was like a wooden, oh, more woodsy trail as well. I don't know. I'm not. It's not completely clear. But regardless, they're gonna head down the mountain, and they they do so at about eleven o'clock in the morning, and that's when all hell breaks loose. Oh no. They're they're walking down. They're just I I they they're I'm sure not clumped together, but they can't be that far apart. And suddenly they hear Sasha scream. Everybody looks back and he hits the ground.
1: Is he the youngest one? He's is he the, the no, he's
0: the 23-year-old who's kind of oh. like Ludmilla's foster yes, son. Okay. And they see that this he is bleeding profusely from his eyes and his ears and his mouth. He's just pouring out blood. He suddenly starts seizing, drops to the ground, and has convulsions. Ludmilla rushes to his aid and gets to him pretty quickly. So she's running toward him. She apparently screamed out, you guys keep going. Keep going down the mountain. Yeah. Which seems odd to me. Um, but, you know, why not just say, everybody stop. I, yeah. Uh, but so she tells him to keep going, and she rushes back for Sasha, and she's hysterical. Yeah. You know, again, like, he, he's, he's her quasi-son. She tries to revive him, tries to help him. I think he's also having trouble breathing, but he's also he's convulsing. And as she's trying to aid him, suddenly Ludmilla screams out in pain and horror. And the others have not gone far away and they really didn't they really didn't mind her. They're actually coming toward her. Yeah. And or most of them are anyway. And they turn around, they see their leader and their guide bleeding out of her eyes, throbbing at the mouth. She too collapses
1: in convulsions. Is this an altitude thing? I...
0: It's not that high. We've been yeah. much, much higher than this. No, no. It's this this is. I mean, I, this is less than seven thousand feet. This is not. Sounds an altitude like a thing.
1: toxin or a poison or well, something. We'll get the
0: theories. Okay. Don't you worry about that. Okay. Tatiana runs back towards Sasha and Lamilla, and. As she approaches them, she screams out in pain. She grabs her throat and clutches at it like she's choking or having trouble breathing. Yeah, She also falls down.
1: Everybody stay away from them.
0: Yes, absolutely. She falls down and... She has enough strength. I, I, she didn't get to them. She slowly crawls across the mountain. When she gets to a big rock on the side of the trail, again, I don't know if this is like a, don't think of a trail. This is, like a, again, a barren mountainside, but she gets to a rock. There's lots of rocks and, and boulders yeah. along this part of the mountain. She gets to this huge rock, and she starts to smash her head purposely against the rock until she finally just goes limp and collapses onto the ground.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
0: yeah. So- there's utter panic now. Yeah, for the last four remaining, Victoria and Timur, they book it. Yeah, now, they had been running toward Lamilla. They see this Lamilla go down. They see Tatiana go down. They take off. Yeah, they start running down the mountain, and so Dennis and Valya, the other two, left. Dennis, he also starts to run away, but he decides. He, I don't know why. I think, well, I can guess. He starts, he would hunker down and crouch behind large stones as he run. He'd like run for a while, get to a stone and crouch behind it. And I guess he did it again, crouch behind the stone. Did he think? Somebody was. I don't know. Or, or did, he, did he think something's like some kind of a gas or some kind of toxins? Like yeah. that? But he's going to hide it from a stone? I don't know what he thought. He may not huh. be thinking rationally right. at this point. Yeah. So he's sort of running and crouching behind stones. Valya is frozen. She's in shock. She's not moving. So Victoria and Tamur running down the mountain. Suddenly both of them stop, start clawing at their throats, <sighs> and start tearing off their clothes. We'll talk about that uh, in a minute. They also, though, start bombing up copious amounts of blood.
1: What's the weather like this at this time?
0: It's cold. It was- Remember it's raining?
1: It, okay. It's
0: raining. It's cold. I don't think it's snowing anymore, but okay. so but it's cold and rainy and I, I imagine windy. Okay. It's not good weather.
1: Okay. But it can't be like freezing cold.
0: Um, I don't like I said. I think I read that it snowed during the night. And there was some lights, but I, I don't think it was like a okay. blizzard kind of thing. Don't. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. So both uh, Victoria and Tamur collapse. They, they, again, they vomit up blood. They clutch wow. their throats. And How far did collapse. they get? I don't think very far. Okay. Valya would later say that Victoria and Tamir, quote, probably went astray. So I don't know that she saw them and what happened to them. She would see them later. We'll find out in a second here. But when she was finally able to relate her story, because she is the lone survivor, I'll give it away. Dennis is gonna die in yeah. a second. Volia, well, you told us it was a young I know. Valya was the only one. Yeah. 17-year-old. She she lived. She's going to live. I don't think she saw them go down because that was weird. Oh, yeah. they must. She said something like they probably went astray. So, I, but they went down, vomiting but, blood. She must yeah. have seen them do it. Or maybe she will. We'll talk. Yeah. So Dennis and Valia now are the last two left. They meet at the trail, sort of cling to each other for a second, but in a, in a I don't know a few moments, Dennis too, boom, starts convulsing, falls to the ground.
1: Well, he's right by her. Right,
0: he's very near her. Yes. But so that's weird That's a, yeah. uh, well, well, but there was a theory for that so is alone now she's it she takes off and she just races down to where they're going back to the trees back to the relative safety of the forest she gets there all she has so again it's it's like four kilometers it's not that far she's at high speed even in the rain it's, 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 I'm sure she gets there fairly quickly you know within a couple hours I imagine all she has is her tent she had been the one who packed one of the tents yeah so she doesn't have any anything else no food no water she just has a tent yeah with her i mean it's it's nice she had a tent so she sets up the tent under the tree line or by a big rock near the tree line something like that and she takes shelter in it and she just hunkers down there freaking out she manages to eventually fall asleep through the night this again that's august 5th so volia wakes up the next morning and she knows right away she's in trouble. She doesn't know where she is. She apparently can't retrace the path, so she can trace where they were. Yeah, she can go just retrace her steps, but she apparently doesn't know how to just. Because the first thing you think is is they go back the path. They did it in two days. Go literally backtrack all the way back to the place where they started. You would think, but she doesn't. She must not have known how to do that. Yeah, or remember, which is, I mean, you know, she is yeah. seventeen. Yes. She's not a professional hiker they had a guide for that yeah that guide is dead she realizes she's going to need food and supplies and other if she has any chance of making it out of the mountains so she has no idea where to go she's but you know one thing at a time first i need some food she knows she's going to have to go back up to where she left her stricken friends
1: Ugh, so I she, I'd oh. chew on tree bark
0: <laughs> They've got all the supplies They've got all Ugh. the food and water She has to go back up there She does so She finds the courage She, she traces her steps back up the mountain And finds, as she must have expected Everyone's dead They yeah. really are basically in the same places that she left them Yeah so it seems they must have died fairly quickly. They didn't, no one moved. Yeah. And again, so I was thinking if if she didn't see Tamur and Victoria vomit blood, maybe she saw massive amounts of dried blood right next to them out of their mouths. I don't know. Yeah. So she gets what supplies she can muster, and then she closes the eyes of her friends before she leaves. Mm-hmm. Valia is. A genius, at least, because she has no idea what to do, where to go, where to turn, any direction. Right. She's lost. She and she's just been through an insanely traumatic event. Yes. So, what does she do? She actually spots power lines, huge power towers with a power line going oh. downhill. She says, if I follow those. They yeah. must go somewhere eventually a station, a village. You think that's genius? I think it's smart. <laughs> maybe, not, maybe genius is a little strong, but um, I think she's, you know.
1: I think it's very logical.
0: Yes, it is. It is. So she follows that parallel line for four days. Oh, boy. She's just trying. I mean, imagine, it's just above you. It's yeah. rugged country. You can't stay in one straight line. So yeah. you got to crisscross and, and try to keep that in, in sight. And roughly a, approximate that da- down, you know, going down, down, down. Four days. So it's a good thing she went wow. back and got supplies. She would have died had yeah. she not. For sure she needed the water. I don't know. There may be running rivers. I don't, I don't know. The only reason she stops where it ends is because she gets to a river, a, a rough river, a big oh. river that she cannot cross or pass. So she's stuck. Yeah. She's going to die. She stops right there. Well,
1: she follow the river.
0: By the side of the river. She does start to follow it down. But this is pretty, like I said, pretty rugged country, and it's not yeah. like little villages everywhere. So she starts to follow the river down, but then a group of kayakers from Ukraine Ooh. come by, and they see this solitary girl, covered in dry blood, by the way, she must have got it from, from her, her friends, just staring toward them in the river, but otherwise completely motionless, they're kind of a bit spooked. Like, why is this bloody girl staring at us? Yeah. Is this some kind of you know yeah. nutty local? She doesn't know. So they call out to her, and she doesn't respond. Yeah, she's in a state of shock. Yes, and that seems odd to everyone. So this group keeps going. They pass her up. Wow. Luckily, some on the group said, "Well, hold on. This is a, we we see a girl out there. She's she probably needs our help." So they get back. I, I don't know if they got out of the river and they walked back up, but they get back to her and they start asking her questions. She still does not respond when they approach her and get closer though. She becomes hysterical. Yeah. They, again, they try to ask her what's the matter, but she just, she's not coherent. Finally, what happened is says, I don't care. She's something's bad happened to her. We got to get her out of here. So they do. They get her in one of the kayaks and they take her down the river to civilization. I think it's a little town called Chiron, where they disembark and turn her over to the police in this village. Mm-hmm. This is on August 10th. Wow. So again, she had been out there for five, five days. days. Yeah. Wow. So she is in complete shock. Yeah. The police question her. What happened? Where are you from? They don't know who she is. Right. And she cannot tell her story for days. She takes several days before she's coherent enough and she can talk about the incident. One source, by the way, says she didn't tell her story for years, which is stupid. Yeah. So it it was days, but it still it still I mean, it takes her a few days to even be able to talk about it. And but
1: people knew they were missing by that point, right?
0: They must have. I don't know how long they planned. I didn't see anything that said exactly how long they planned to be on yeah. the in the trek, but I, I imagine they did. But not necessarily what this town was, though, because I don't think they're going anywhere near that direction. Yeah. So she is able to tell her story. She says what happened to him, and and that's basically where we get her testimony from. Is this the police there in Cameron questioning her? Yeah. It's not until August 24th that an official search actually begins, which is odd.
1: That's
0: so even if she did several days. Give every five days. Yeah. That's nine days, maybe 10 days before they start the search after yeah. she said, yeah, I left. Uh, that's that's where So they start sending helicopter sweeps over the area, and it takes the helicopters two days to spot those bodies on the ground of that yeah. barren mountainside. Two more days. One source says that it took about a month before investigators got to the bodies. So, that I mean, that'd be well into September, which just, again, seems way too long. Yeah. The team that actually went to retrieve the bodies was from Urkust, Ur- Urkutsk. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't right there. So presumably that took them some time and obviously they didn't have value to guide them. Right. So they had to find their way there. I guess they had helicopters could pinpoint where they were though. But that still seems like an awful long time for A, the search to start and B, for authorities get to the where the bodies were and yeah. retrieve them. That's, I don't know. We'll talk about that in a minute actually. So, they have autopsies. Officially, the autopsies say that everybody died of hypothermia. One or two sources say that Ludmilla, uh, Ludmilla's official death was a heart attack. We'll get to that in a second as as well. The postmortems did indeed show bruised lungs, and that, that is apparently consistent with hypothermia. Yeah. And some of the victims had undressed. And they're down to like their leotards, I heard it described as, I guess, just, you know, comfortable under clothes of the yeah. of store. Three of them were, were barefoot. Again, though, it took them a long time for the 30s to get there. But I, I, I imagine animals aren't taking their clothes off or, or right. know, taking their shoes. And that does indeed sound like paradoxical in dressing, doesn't it? Does, it does, yes. Which is associated with hypothermia. The autopsies, though, weirdly also show a protein deficiency and some evidence of mild malnutrition. But enough that they think this protein deficiency and malnutrition contributed to, to their dying of hypothermia. That seems very strange because they had food. They have plenty of subi- supplies. They weren't going to try Maybe. to live off the land, as but my understanding But they also hadn't
1: been out there that long, they? Hadn't had they hadn't been out
0: there that long at all to have that. That seems a little strange very to me. Very strange. Yeah, unless they just... For a long time, and none of them were eating well. This is 1993. It's this is the bit, early Russia, post-Soviet yeah. Russia, but
1: still. It's kind of too coincidental. Yeah,
0: you're not gonna go for a, a mountain hike when you're worried about hungry. Yeah, so that's very strange to me. Were they eating poorly during this time? Were they?
1: What I don't of any know, of man. those causes bleeding from the eyes and nose? And I know,
0: mouth or ears. None of that does. Yeah. So. And here's where one one source I read said that it was actually, and I'm pretty sure it's true because it, it was like a transcript kind of thing, said that it was Valya who told, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, it's V-A-L-Y-A. Um, yeah, Valya. Valia. Valya. She told the authorities that Ludmilla Corvina, their leader, had died of heart attack.
1: How would she know that? Why was she thinking? that? She absolutely wouldn't know that.
0: I, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Other sources say they all died of hypothermia.
1: But let's take the 17-year-old's. <laughs> Word for yeah, it rather than the,
0: well, I, yeah, but like I said, some sources say that the autopsy, autopsy. showed that. Possibly, yeah. I'm thinking that those those sources mixed up what Val, Valia said, right, and ascribed to to an autopsy. I don't know.
1: Did the autopsies address the bleeding issue?
0: Not, not I mean, no, wow. nothing, nothing of that sort at all. Okay, are so, trouble believing, by the way, those are not, as far as I know, none of those things have anything to do with hypothermia. But
1: also, that is only from Valia.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that for sure. Okay. We are left, though, with a fair number of mysteries. You've touched on some of them right now. Yeah. So the first one is that first, you know, why go, why not go someplace safer? 30 minutes to the top, four kilometers. To the trees, yeah. to the forest. That's, a, to a lot of people who, who especially who knew Coravina, you know, she would have done one of those two things. Yeah. She wouldn't have camped out on the barrenness there. I I, I would, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. Let's just go through these these mysteries first. Why did they choose to scale down that very barren part of the mountain? Apparently there were some alternative trails that were more protected. Uh, what could cause, like you just said, what causes all of those symptoms, the bleeding, yeah. the lack of breath, the convulsions, the seizures, it doesn't sound like hypothermia, none of it does. How did they die so close together? If it's hypothermia, yeah. do you die in minutes of each other? You die no, very, very different while you're moving.
1: Times. They're literally yeah. moving.
0: I, I just hypothermia it makes absolutely it doesn't no make sense, any sense to by me itself it yeah. makes no sense at all I mean but you're not going to but but even if it was even if you're not moving do you really uh, six people die within a, a, a few minutes of each other yeah, no you die out over days of each other yeah. in all likelihood, certainly many many hours so and, and then of course Caribbean, uh value did not Was she just in better shape She was supposed to be like that like a an athlete and she yeah. in really good shape so what that's not going to protect you from hypothermia I don't think what is the reason for the protein deficiencies and the malnutrition? That doesn't make any sense. Does that tell us anything medically about what they might have died from? I don't know. I'm not a doctor, that kind of doctor. And then why did it take so long for Value to talk to the authorities and then in turn for the authorities to investigate? Is it really yeah. just stop, shock, stops you from speaking about your friends? I mean, I, do, I guess you do know they're dead, but you can't say anything for days? That yeah, seems odd. Uh,
1: well, uh, one thing that I thought of was maybe they just questioned her report because it it sounds a little bit crazy yeah but if she could tell them her name they would immediately yes. contact her parents and then her yeah. parents could say she was with this group she could
0: also say i was ludmila corvina you talked yeah. about she's local she's a famous or you know a well-regarded yeah. well-known guide. you're gonna find out where her itinerary <laughs> that's not the right word was right pretty quickly i would think too yeah, yeah, that's weird. And, taking so, and and then even if she did take several days, they take take that long to investigate and that long in turn to get to the body. These are, I don't know why. Yeah. Those are those are not well-explained mysteries for sure. The choice of the campsite, I don't, I mean, they're exhausted. She sees her team is exhausted. She doesn't want to go another 30 miles, yeah. 30, 30 minutes up. And that's the wrong direction. And she doesn't want to risk going four kilometers yeah. to the tree line because she thinks they can't do it maybe. Or-
1: and if she was having... A heart issue. She's rather young to be having one, but if she was, she probably didn't feel well.
0: No, I'm talking. What?
1: Lead or
0: she's 41 and she's yeah. the guide. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean?
1: She's the one who died of a heart attack. Allegedly, Supposedly, but that wasn't until the next day. I know. I mean, okay. Yeah. So I'm saying, she made questionable decisions. She oh. decided to stop there instead of going up or going down or as going pre- over.
0: As a precursor to a heart
1: attack. Possibly. Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't. I don't know. Have a heart attack in an instant, especially women. You feel yeah. sick for a little while.
0: Like I said, though, I don't think she died of a heart attack. I think. Well,
1: I kind of don't either. The sources
0: again disagree, but yeah. a, a, some flat out said they all died of hypothermia, yeah. according to the autopsies.
1: Well, and see that's yeah.
0: So I wouldn't put too much. That's in a problem
1: with these kinds of things. It
0: always is.
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't really. Where know. did you read
0: that she died of a heart attack, and you think that's from the autopsy? Yeah. Stop saying that unless you know that. That's why when we tell you these, we don't know. Yeah, I will. We will say I'm not sure. There are discrepancies. Yes. So, tons of questions, tons of mysteries. Now, even if you don't buy the you know the campsite, let's fine. That's not the that's probably the least of the mysterious one. But there are theories to explain some of these other mysteries, or at least try to explain these other mysteries. So, some think what you kind of hit on is that Valya may have gotten parts of the story wrong. Right. That there are inaccuracies in her story, and maybe the real what really happened is less mysterious than. than how she kind of misremembered it. Yeah. I mean they really just died from exposure and that, you know, all the other stuff is nonsense.
1: That doesn't make a whole lot <laughs> it, of sense. It
0: doesn't. She has to They make don't die a, from uh,
1: exposure in front of her.
0: Yes. They don't die again. I, I mean, obviously, they're not found for a month, let's say. yeah, I, I Time of death is, is out the window, I imagine. So yeah. no one can prove. If LaMilla got I'm sorry, if, if Valia got it wrong, and they didn't really die within five minutes of each other, they could have died. Right. But they're all in the same place. Yeah. And they're strewn across the mountainside there. Yeah. So it does seem that they died in fairly quick succession of one yeah. another and close to one another, but not hunkered down trying to stay warm kind of a thing either. That would be more explainable. Yeah.
1: Is there a theory that volley is a killer?
0: <laughs> you know, I honestly have thought that. No, there is not. No one <laughs> thinks that. But, you know, no, because they, again, supposedly died yeah. by the official autopsy report of hypothermia. Yeah. But it does seem ludicrous that she's going to make up that kind of detail Uh of weird stuff happened, the vomiting. Where does that come from that yeah. she's making it all up? That doesn't make any sense.
1: But it is curious, was there evidence of that stuff? Because there should be.
0: Yeah, th- I thought that too. But remember, like blood dr- blood and things like uh-huh. that. But remember, though, it's raining. Would that wash it all away by the time they got to the bodies a month later? I don't know. I don't know either.
1: But I would think if you're raining, if you're bleeding from your eyes and your nose and your ears, mm-hmm. there's a cause for it. And when that it would be pretty serious. Yeah. And when they do an autopsy, they would find that cause. Yeah. Even uh, even if the blood was washed away from your face. and I would
0: think so too. Yeah. I would think so too. I don't know if, if there, there may have been signs and yeah. every and they accepted her story because of that. Oh yeah. They had blood coming out of their ears and eyes. I, I, yeah. I think that's what happened. I just, I can't tell you that for sure because yeah. I didn't think, read anything it said. And the, uh, you know, and the searchers found them yeah. all bloody. So I don't know.
1: But that's a huge question that I have. It is a big. Was yeah. that part accurate or not?
0: Yeah, I, 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 my lean heavily toward it was, because I think you'd otherwise you hear some of these people, the, the say, well, there's yeah. no evidence of what she said, and I've never, never seen that.
1: I was gonna say she didn't go and check anybody's pulses, but she did come back and close eyes. She did. How long? That was hours. That was a that matter was the of next hours. Day. That was the next oh, day. Oh, it, it was almost the next a day, day. later. It's probably about a day later. So it could be that they weren't dead. When she left, true, and then yes. overnight, yes,
0: I, 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 that that I think is is a big part of what yeah. really happened. So, but anyway, one of the theories is and that that's not her fault. No, it's not her. Hey, yeah. hey, if you're listening, <laughs> Val, yeah, Valia, it's not, it's not, your, not fault. your fault. So, unless you murdered them, in which case it's completely yeah. your fault. So, w- the next theory is that they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. This is very reminiscent of one of the leading. Yeah, past theories is that they saw something.
1: Oh, like,
0: well, what did you think? You some
1: think? sort of toxin. We'll
0: get to that. That's, or, that's the more leading theory. Yeah, but this theory says that they they you know stumbled onto like a military experiment or some oh. secret facility oh, or something like that. <laughs> There's massive problems with this. The problem, the biggest one is that this is a super public area. They're yeah. hiking, amateur hikers and tourists all over this place all the time, crisscrossing the area. You wouldn't put a secret installation in Yosemite. Oh, You wouldn't oh, do it. You might. Well, I always hope not. You wouldn't do some kind of little secret you know, exercise yeah. there. You certainly are, are certainly in this very exposed, barren area. You'd probably choose something a little more secluded than that if you were going to do something crazy like that, something stealthy like that. And then, obviously, why would she let Valya live? You kill six of them, how does she live? How does she right. get away? No chance. So, I mean, even if it was accidentally, like you did something and you accidentally killed these six hikers and one lived, right. you, you wouldn't let her live. Yeah. You, you accidentally killed people. So I think the stumbling wrong place, wrong time is, yeah. is a non-starter. Yeah. But nerve agent. Yeah that are toxin of some form or chemical weapons, something like that, is one of the leading theories about what may have happened. Nerve, yeah. nerve agents can cause some of the symptoms at least, like respiratory problems. They, they can cause bruised lungs. I imagine there's got to be nerve agents out there that can cause
1: bleeding. The bleeding, yeah. Yeah.
0: So say the agent caused the bleeding and the convulsions, whatever, caused all these right. things to happen and rendered them incapacitated yeah. and unconscious. And that's when Valya takes off for whatever reason. She's not impacted by this. Yeah. And she gets away. The others don't. But you're right. They're not dead yet. Yeah. And that's when they freeze to death, laying down there, unable to move, probably even unconscious. Yeah. But it didn't kill them. This nerve agent or chemical, whatever, did not kill them. But it did render them susceptible to freezing to death overnight. Because they're out there the whole night. Into the next morning before she came back and found them dead and close to eyes. So that one and it's raining and cold. I mean that makes that one makes sense. I guess some one YouTuber went on and uh, identified the culprit as something called Novichok gas, and it's it was invented by the Soviets, and it's said to be de- far far deadlier than VX gas or even sarin. Really, which is. But, you know, if it was that, who released it? How did they release it? How did Valia survive? So,
1: the who and how and all that is something you'll never know. We'll never know that, too.
0: But there is this one theory from a researcher that I read. She thought, okay, she says, okay, I don't know what the nerve agent is. Maybe it's Novichok. I don't know. But it's some kind of nerve agent. And that it, it somehow it wherever it was wherever it was stored it got out and it's the rain and the weather the the sudden remember it suddenly started raining yeah. that brought it down to where they would eventually set up camp it, yeah that's you know, that's a kind of a wrong place wrong time of a different sort yeah and that possibly so Sasha was the first one. And maybe he stepped into like a little pool of it that was evaporating from the... So it, it, the sun comes up in the morning and it starts to evaporate this stuff and it stays low to the ground. But Sasha gets a big pool of it that kind of collects wherever he was. He is stricken. Ludmilla comes right to him. Right. She's stricken. The others come toward her and close to her. And they're stricken from this same evaporated or pooled nerve agent, right. or whatever it is.
1: Or it could have trickled down to wherever. It could have. It could you have. You know.
0: So, but all of the, even Tatiana and Victoria, they had, and Tamara, I believe, had had come toward Ludmilla oh, and Sasha okay. to aid them. Yeah. It was just Dennis and Valia who really hadn't come much closer. Dennis, though, remember, was yeah. hunkering down low to the ground behind rocks. Maybe he hit another pool, yeah. says this theory. I can't remember her name. I apologize. But I should have written it down. That was dumb. So it'll, <laughs> it'll be in sources, I promise. So- that I mean, that's the most logical explanation for how Dennis got it. And, of course, in this scenario, scenario, Valya just doesn't hit it. Yeah. And she didn't come back. She froze. So luckily, right. she went to pretty yeah. quick shock, froze. And then when she saw everybody die around her, she took off. And yeah. she ran out of it, and she wasn't exposed to very much of it at all. This theory also says that the authorities taking so long, that could have been intentional. Maybe they suspected, oh, that's up by that, you know, yeah. nerve agent uh,
1: <laughs> facility kiosk. I, don't <laughs> I don't
0: know shoot this is actually what the theory yeah. falls apart a little bit but it, and so they purposely delayed going up there because they wanted it to diffuse in the atmosphere yeah. to, for it to be safe I don't know if I buy that part of it yeah the rest of that theory though sounds reasonable to yeah. me there's nothing to prove it's true we'll never be able to say yep that's it but it certainly sounds like a plausible theory to me
1: Well, we could exhume a body or two and test some tissues. Good point. Damn
0: it. You should get on that. Mm -hmm. Bones. So (laughs) a similar theory is that they drank contaminated water, contaminated with something. Maybe it's the same stuff, but they drank it. You know, it didn't, this whole leaching scenario and evaporation. No, they just drank it. Some kind of toxin. Uh, One source said that Lake Baikal, which I I, I don't know if this is, uh, is just to the north, is well known as a toxic Waste dumping ground. A, I don't know if that's true, and yeah. B, I don't know if the rivers come from Lake McCall or are going into Lake McCall. I have no idea if that's even um, you know logistically positive, plausible. But anyway, some nerve agent is in the water that they drank, and they you know they same thing. I guess they incapacitates them to the point where they die of right. hypothermia overnight after volume runs away, and I guess she just didn't drink that water. Yeah, you'd have to say. Yeah. But if that's true, wouldn't this happen kind of semi-regularly? If Lake Baikal is yes. sending out terrible yeah. toxins that people die from, yeah, horribly and violently and quickly. So that, yeah, that's to me, true. that's that's much less possible than the nerve agent theories. Yeah. The last major theory is poisonous mushrooms. Now, I do mm-hmm. not know if there is a specific kind of mushroom that can cause these kinds of symptoms. Yeah, but the idea is that. L- Ludmilla Corvina, she was known to forage as they went along to kind of augment the food supply. So she could have picked some some wild mushrooms. Yeah. I, I know these and maybe her mushroom identification skills weren't as good as she thought they were. Yeah. She fed her group the wrong mushrooms. And Valia?
1: Doesn't like mushrooms. She hates mushrooms. Yeah,
0: She does not eat the mushrooms. And so she lives. Or maybe it was hallucinogenic mushrooms and the psilocybin in those mushrooms send them on a horrific trip from which they never return because again i guess you'd have to go back to the they're incapacitated and they die of hypothermia if you really if you trust the autopsies you have to get them dying of hypothermia as the actual literal cause of death
1: but would not they actually be able to identify that they ate i don't know mushrooms? if they did
0: a tox screen or check their stomach contents i don't know
1: well that's pretty standard on an oh, autopsy oh is it standard
0: is it is it carried yeah. in 19, 1993 newly formed russia yes maybe it is I don't know. We'll have to have our Russian <laughs> listeners tell us if they would have probably had a tox screen and stomach content check
1: in 1993. Yes, they would have
0: in in rural, very rural Siberia. By the way, as you recall. maybe not, Carrie. So okay, I, I, Dean. I don't know about the mushrooms, though. That I don't know. That seems like a stress because I, I, but I've never seems, heard of mushrooms yes. doing those kinds of
1: no, things. No, I haven't either.
0: So well. we're, you know, we'll never know in all likelihood the full truth of what happened to those seven hikers in August 1993 in the mountains south of Lake Baikal. This would be true, by the way, and I like that. Even if Valya was telling her story to everybody who would listen right now and we could continue to press her and look for more details, I think there'd still be mysteries. we still not know what happened. Yeah. But she's not talking. She has never talked about it again. She refuses to this day. She's alive and kicking. She refuses to talk about it to anyone ever. Wow. She wants to bury it in her traumatic past. Yeah,
1: I don't blame her. I don't blame
0: her at all. It was a horrific day on the mountains Yeah, for her, and she just wants to forget it.
1: I hope she has a happy life.
0: Me too. And again, if you're listening,
1: come on the show.
0: We'll, we'll, <laughs> we are the people you should talk to because we're nice. We just want to hear the truth.
1: No, we won't talk to you about it. Come to California. We'll take you to Disneyland. Okay.
0: We don't... We're hundreds of miles from Disneyland, but if you want to do that, that's fine.
1: We know how to get there. It's okay. not that far. It's
0: true. So that is the story of yeah. the- Yeah,
1: come all the way from Russia, but Disneyland's too far <laughs> from Northern California. So sorry.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you're a monster. So
1: <laughs>
0: that's the story of the Corvina incident in 1993. Again, in my mind, even more mysterious than the Outlaw Pass, I think.
1: Well, yeah. I think I just, so too.
0: I have no idea. I, this is one of those things I don't know. Yeah. I do Not know what happened to him. My, if I had to say something, I would say that it was some form of nerve gas agent, something like that, somehow got ingested. It just seems, yeah, the whole the bleeding, the choking, I it know. just sounds like some kind of toxicity poisoning of some yeah. sort,
1: and it might not even be nefarious, there might be some sort of. I don't know. Is there any kind of like natural substance that could do stuff like that? I that don't I don't know. know. Well, yeah. that's
0: kind of where the mushroom thing comes in. That's the only yeah. thing I've read that sound that makes that case is mushrooms. But yeah, was it something else? Yeah. Maybe they horribly happened on some undiscovered plant. Again, Lamilla, yeah. being a forager, picks it and says,
1: hmm, yeah.
0: everyone tastes this. You know what? Probably not.
1: Yeah. No, I don't think so. I but don't think so either.
0: But something. It's kind of sad. So that's why a nerve gas, something like that, makes the most sense. Because it it did so quickly, it caused these severe symptoms, and then killed them or in, at least incapacitated them very, very quickly, yeah. from which they did not recover, presumably for hours and hours and hours. You're not going to go hypothermic, in in you know it's it's ish in the morning, a little after eleven yeah. in the morning when they were stricken. You're not going to go hypothermic until much, much later in the night, or even some time yeah. before then, and the next morning.
1: Well, and there is evidence that that happened because people were in some stage of undress yes exactly so that makes sense yep that's a good point
0: where where could actually where there could be this sense of misremembering is their locations so maybe they were they must have been clustered together in some sense because she said they were kind of where I left them but if they're I I didn't hear anything of her describing them take except for one person taking their clothes off while they were in her sight so that tells me maybe they weren't maybe they were in really bad shape and could hardly move. But as they go hypothermic, they have enough strength to get their clothes off. Yeah. Because they because of paradoxical undressing. But they can't move down the mountain any further. They don't have enough strength to even crawl down the mountain. Yeah. So they eventually succumb to hypothermia. Yeah. But we'll we don't know, A and B, we don't know what it was that got them to that point. Yeah. Probably never will, but Pretty I would. Pretty scary. Yeah, it is. I might
1: not hike on that mountain if I lived there. Mm,
0: I don't think I would either. Actually, yeah. so I probably would. I'd actually want to go back to the exact same spot I'm like that. So that is the story. I hope you uh, enjoyed.
1: Have you ever hiked around the Donner Pass?
0: Uh, I would. I have not. Well, you could. Why don't you? I, I really should. actually. Yeah. Not that, you have now put that on my bucket list. Okay. Thank you. Are you going uh, with me? No. Oh, damn
1: it. Tim will go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: We'll see you.